Welcome to the 320 Podcast, where we encourage you to reach for the immeasurably more life with Christ. From discussions on scripture, to poetic messages, to dreaming big with Jesus, you will enjoy a variety of episodes brought to you by Shelley Wilson Ministries. To find out more about Shelley Wilson Ministries and the many resources available to you, please visit our website at www.shelleywilsonministries.org. Let's start with the only place I know where to start with you (laughs) is you messaged me. This has been months ago and said, can we do a podcast on loneliness? Yep. Why? Well, I feel like a lot of people silently struggle with loneliness. We all feel like we're the only one who feels lonely. And that can be very isolating. Yeah. Because I'm filled with people every day. Right. I have family. You know, I have friends. I have coworkers. But you still feel lonely. Right. Um, And that's something... We don't say out loud because people are quick to say, how can you be lonely? Right. You got people all around you. Right. But that doesn't mean you don't feel lonely. Right. Yeah, you can be lonely in a crowd. Yes. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about it before today because Leonard Ravenhill talks a lot about the lonely prophet. And they... In order for God to make a man or a woman, they often go through loneliness to where God is it. Like he's the only one they can lean on. Um, so we don't, so when I go look at the word even, you and I have talked about this before. John the Baptist, he was alone. Yes. Elijah, he was alone. Now Elisha came along and served him. But still, most of the time they weren't, surrounded by these huge crowds other than when they were ministering to them. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I was thinking about that even with Paul, how Paul is constantly saying in the New Testament, I long to see you. He wanted to go back and see the people. You know, he loved, you could tell he was lonely. Yes. Everybody, all of Asia has left me, he says. You know? And I just recently realized that before Paul started his ministry, after the road on Damascus, it was years before he ever actually started his ministry. Mm-hmm. Years where he was alone. Right. Before he was even... I, I guess I always thought in my head, he hit the road to Damascus and then he... Instead of the three-year period? Yeah, he, he just, yeah. you know, like the next day he was like on it. We don't really know much about that. It's, a, it's just quiet. We don't know what he did for those three years. And it makes me think God took him and... Maybe he was, you know, alone, yeah. And, yeah. and that was God's time with him. Right. Yes. Right. So we look at loneliness. I mean, Psalm says, oh, I thought I had it on that wall somewhere. I think I do. He sets the lonely in families. There it is. Psalm 68, 6. God places the lonely in families. But that's not like our natural family necessarily. That's the family of God, right? Right. Yet God has a way of scattering everybody. You know? Like I was thinking the other day, probably some of my closest friends, none of them live here. They're in Texarkana, or few live here. Yeah. It's like God scattered them. One's in Virginia, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Right, let me read you this. 
So this is streams in the desert. I knew I remembered this. I had to look it up. John 16, 32. Look, a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered, each one to his own home, and I will be left alone. Yet I am not alone because my Father is with me. So this is what they write about. It need not be said that to carry out conviction into action is a costly sacrifice. It may make necessary renunciations and separations, which leave one to feel a strange sense of loneliness. Hmm. But he who will fly as an eagle does into the higher levels where cloudless day abides and live in the sunshine of God must be content to live a comparatively lonely life. No bird is so solitary as the eagle. Eagles, and I love this part, eagles never fly in flocks, one or at most two, ever are seen at once. But the life that is lived unto God, however, it forfeits human companionships, knows divine fellowship. Well, that's some deep stuff. Very deep. <laughs> there you go, hitting me with deep stuff. No, but I mean, that is so true. You know, I mean, you, you, the, the road is narrow. You know, the crowd is going the wide direction and it makes right. you feel lonely when yeah. you are choosing a different path. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the loneliness has really, of course, drawn me closer to him because he's the only one who gets it, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, I found every season, you know, it can be a new group of people that's around or new mentors or whatever but I've always felt the loss of the old season Mm -hmm. you know like the faces who were assigned to that season who aren't assigned to this one Mm -hmm. you know I think maybe some of it is our own expectation that's probably not right right um because you know we we believe being in being plugged in but I still know that there are times God's going to send you on an assignment where it's just you and Him and nobody else. Right. You know? There's where the loneliness comes in. Yeah. You know? But I think it's kind of designed that way. So. Agree. Only you have that mission. Right? Only right. I have my calling. Right. And it doesn't matter what anybody's calling is. I mean. We all know my calling is very unique. So yep. funeral industry, not very many people are going to have that calling. Right. But just because mine is such a limited industry doesn't mean somebody who's not a worship leader, mm-hmm. that can be just as lonely because they're specifically on a mission. They're right. on a specific mission. Right. And so that isolates you in itself almost. Oh, absolutely. Where you have to just rely on him. Yeah. To know what your calling is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how, that's, I guess that's how I feel so lonely is no one else has been given this mission but me, this calling, right? And it's so specific to me. I can't go talk to my best friend or my, you know, right. or even co-workers in the same industry because it's so different. Right, right. Than their calling. Right. Even. Right. Turn, this is David, Psalm twenty-five, sixteen. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. That's the great psalmist, warrior. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it's same thing, Psalm one hundred seven, seven. 
I lie awake, I am like a lonely sparrow on the housetop. Isn't that wild? Yet we, I think our expectation is we come into the family of God and, you know, we have this church, let's call it, we'll call it a church family because that's what, how we were raised talking about it. But we know the family is way bigger than what's in the walls. And we have this expectation of having this close-knit thing. And it's not always that case because right. in order for me to stay on task or you to stay on task, the truth is I can't take everybody. Right. You know, I've, uh, Jan will tell you, I've tried to haul boatloads of people with me. <laughs> <laughs> and and because I do think the journey's funner with more people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I have had to come to grips with this is your baby. Yes. And nobody can do it for you or should or will. Right. The, you know, nobody loves it like you love it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, therefore, there can be some days I'm down here. I'm like, man, Lord, couldn't you just fill the whole building where there's a ton of people in here at once? Well, it's not really the nature of my calling. Right. He's not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. It's yours. It's your dream. <laughs> yeah. And, and even let's deal with that because sometimes, you know, he gives you the dream, right? We talked about that to make sure it's his dream, not our dream. But there are some aspects of what I do that weren't my dream. Yeah. I didn't even have a clue it was on the radar. And so those things being fulfilled is wonderful. But honestly, Jessica, I've been in my closet before and said, you know, Lord, but there's one area, God, that you know is still my dream that is not fulfilled. So then the loneliness of being obedient to what he has called you to versus what, and it's not that you don't want it, right? but there's just like this other aspect that's personal, right? Right, yes. So, right. But yes, I've had to I've had to learn that, you know, learn learn how to be alone mm -hmm. with Jesus. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. And it, it's very hard. Yeah. But he's also done this and proven that it's his strength, right? So, this dream, I can't rely on these other people. Right. To provide the way. Right. So I have to be alone to know that he's doing it. Otherwise, we would let everybody speak into it. Yes. Which is not always bad. We want wise counsel, but not everybody can understand. Yes. Or they won't come from a spiritual place. I think, too, you know, when my walk with the Lord started getting serious years ago, you know, kind of, you go through the first cutting away of people where your your circle changes. Mm -hmm. That put me in a lot of loneliness. Yep. For a while, you know, or even going places and doing things. I mean, you know, I'm a little, just a little obsessive about the Lord. So, I that's what I want to talk about, even if I'm out at dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like my norm. Not everybody's that way. Yes, they're not. So you, so you, I can be sitting at a table and everybody's having a great time, and I'm, I'm still feeling the loneliness because it's not where my heart is. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I, I get it completely. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is hard to sit. It, I even feel alone in church sometimes. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, 
church can feel very lonely. Yeah. So we've um, gone to a couple different churches, you know, before we had started going somewhere, and it can feel lonely in a church. Yeah. So why do you think that is? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you really want to go there. Well, I mean, some churches do great. Okay, let's say foundationally, or maybe strategically is a better word. They'll have greeters and all this stuff at the door trying to reach out. But I don't know that ever that, that ever really made me feel welcome. Right. Right? Right. Or seen. Maybe that's a better word. We talked about that yeah. with, uh-huh. on an earlier podcast today, how everybody has this deep desire to be seen. Mm-hmm. We all like to be seen. Yeah. In a healthy way, of course, but... But then you have the other side, girl, where if we just had all these people around us all the time, that would probably be our focus. Yes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And we'd never get anything done. Yeah. Kingdom-wise. Yeah. Another way I felt lonely in church is everybody's smiling. Right. In church. Right. Everybody's happy and uh, nobody's actually has problems but you. <laughs> Right, and so you feel you can feel really lonely in a church when you have all these problems, and everybody else seems to have it all together. You know, everybody's in their Sunday best with a smile on their face. Amen, hallelujah, praising God. And it's like, if we could just be honest, one Sunday in church. Right. I think that's what the revival, the Asbury revival, like watching it. Like, it was so raw and real, the people who got up there and um, were sharing their testimonies and stuff. It wasn't routine. It wasn't routine, you know? Like, if what if just one Sunday morning looked like that in your church? Mm-hmm. You know, that could take that loneliness. I think yeah. a lot of people feel lonely in church. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. I remember when I was little in church and I mean, middle schoolish. And I remember thinking I could never be like her talking to my Sunday school teacher because I never heard any issues. I never heard of any storms. I never heard, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I was trying to be like, I I thought I could never be that because they like are perfect. Yeah. It seemed like I was a young person. It looked like they were perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, and I don't know that we've, you know, I think support groups probably would be a really good idea for most churches. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, because we've seen here, people can't help, but it just comes out as soon as they walk in the door, so then they all get close. But we don't really put, we don't put that in, we have Bible studies at church and things, but that's not always a place of intimate sharing or, so like you said, you keep everything inside, you, you, it's like one big facade or a mirage or right and it makes you feel like you're the only one with right. these problems which makes you feel more lonely because you're the only right. one who's dealing with this or that or right. whatever it is we all are dealing with ultimately i feel like we're all dealing with the same things in yeah. different ways yeah we just don't talk about it right well you and i've talked about before too how um we've even spoken in places that almost seem like they were not ready for our real discussion. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to talk a lot about pain. It just tends to be a lot of what I do. Um, 
because I'm not there to entertain. I'm, I'm there to, we're there to preach the gospel, heal the sick, deliver the captives. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. But in order to do any of that, there's got to be something more in the conversation. Yeah. So is it, you know, is it that we don't really want to know because then we have to get involved? I think there's some of that. I think there's some of that, yeah. Or is it that we don't know how? It it makes us feel bad to really know somebody's hurting. It's kind of like um, mom and I used to talk about some human trafficking. And some people just don't want to talk about it, right? It's just too much to bear. So we bury our head in the sand. I think it's the same way with people hurting in the church. It's, we tend to just bury our head in the sand. Because if we actually dug into the loneliness, it it's going to open up a whole lot of stuff. Then we have to, you know, bind up that broken heart. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. You know, some right. people have been here for five years. Right. So, but that's the job of the church. Right. We, we got a little off off track there we did we did so talk to me about the loneliness of the dream itself a little more um well that can be super lonely (laughs) like in the day-to-day in the day-to-day right so today's um today god's been really pouring into me to stay on the post good stand at your post right and that's hard day-to-day to to stand at your post when um, your post is taking longer, your calling's taking longer than you thought, right? Your dream is taking longer than you thought. Right. In the day-to-day, keeping the focus, not getting distracted, you know, um, just a little bit every day, it gets tiring Yeah. and lonely because especially if your dream is so far-fetched as what you know I feel like I'm um, being called to there's no one that can even really relate to it right yeah and it's just uh, very isolating you know I don't know how else to put that mm-hmm. I mean anybody who's had a dream knows it's a lot of work and a lot of um, determination yeah a lot of endurance yes and it just gets lonely. I mean, because it's your dream, right? You yeah. can't, nobody else is going to be excited about it as you are right. or as passionate about it as you are. And, you, it, you know, you don't even have people to talk to sometimes because right. God's speaking directly to you. And it's hard to even explain that to other people. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, anybody that's dream has a dream, I'm sure you've felt it. Yeah. I mean, loneliness is probably a broad spectrum, you know, from the isolation of, and it can be that way in each phase of the calling, because, you know, we talk about a lot, it's not always just about the destination. Even as you talk, I, I'm, I, I tend to go in my mind, it, it seems like it's, the one thing seems like it's taking longer, but the truth is he's, he's teaching you something now. Right, 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 yes. But we don't necessarily see what that is in the moment. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. I'm just looking for the light at the end of the tunnel, and there's a lot of stuff in the tunnel. There's a lot of stuff in the tunnel. Yeah. 
a lot of stuff. I'm, you know, when I went through the wilderness season, well, let's say the third one, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm starting to say, listen, y'all, there's not just one valley. Uh, there's just not. It's mountains and valleys, mountains and valleys, mm-hmm. like that, like a roller coaster, where it was just me and him. Yeah. I mean, you know, how was I going to explain to people the grief I was going through? It was so lonely. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I remember standing at my front door. It was on a Sunday morning. You know, it just everything. I didn't know God was promoting me. It felt like imprisoning me. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And I remember my husband saying, you think they're going to come today? Isn't that sad? I mean, I'm a grown woman. And, but I look back on that time now and go, that that was when God was preparing me for here. Yeah. Because I, I would not, there's no way I would have seen, you know, women's support groups. That was when some, a lot of my calling was then over and we were going to the next level, if mm-hmm. you will, with the Lord. But I didn't see it in the moment, Jessica. It was terrible. Yeah. You know, um, but different stages have been the same way. Or when you get into a place, even a leadership, and you're still going through stuff, personal stuff, mm-hmm. but you got to lay it down to minister, right? So there's a loneliness to co- that comes in that place, too, right. of, okay, this is one of the worst days I've had in you know, I might be thinking this to myself where I'm wiping tears before I unlock that door. Yeah. Right? Right. So it's it doesn't, I think now I'm like to the place where I'm like, I think this is part of it. Yeah, I think it's part of it. I mean, I think it's part of his design. I mean, I think it's supposed to be this way. Otherwise, we would never lean into him. We would always yes. choose people over him. Yes. I think the loneliness is absolutely yeah. part of the plan. Or else, why would I need him right. if I had, you know, right. three people who yeah. could provide mm-hmm. all the comfort, joy, all the hope I needed? Right. I would never turn to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think about when Jesus was, okay, so he goes to pray and, you know, wants the disciples to pray with him and he comes back and they're all asleep. He said, you can't even pray with me for an hour. And I, and I think of how, and I've said this in prayer to him before, the, the emotions he had and the lonely, loneliness he must have felt. Although he had fellowship with the Father till the cross, you know, last moment of the cross, but, I mean, he came, he, did, he, could, he wasn't really telling anybody exactly what was going to happen, only he knew. So he's carrying all that, mm-hmm. right? He came to heal them and they all hate him. He, he can read their thoughts. Yeah. So here he is, knowing he's coming to save a people who are going to kill him. Yeah. Don't you know he was lonely? Yeah, I, I mean, yes. So I think as, you know, we follow. But in, you never hear anybody preach Jesus right. being lonely. And I don't think I've ever, be. ever heard that preached, right? But he had to be lonely. Because he was fully human. Fully God, but fully man. Mm-hmm. Which he bore the griefs and the sorrows, it says. Well, that tells me he... He knew every, he's known every emotion in order to understand us, to be able to say, you're entering into the fellowship of my sufferings. Yeah. 
So, you know, there have been times I've gone through something or felt something and going, you know, this is where you felt this, Lord. Now I know more about you because I know how that feels, whether it's betrayal or loss or grief. You know, when he wept over Lazarus, he felt grief, Mm -hmm. even though he knew he was going to raise him from the dead. But, you know, I mean, even the 12 closest to him uh, abandoned him. Right. At the worst possible time. Talk about lonely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Although I will say, you you know, we we and you and I have talked about it is good to plug into places, you know, where there are people, safe people. <laughs> I always say safe people that don't call you crazy or um, it's too far fetched. Yes, know, people that know God does does crazy things. Yeah, you know, but even then. The loneliness of the unique calling will be there. Right. Even the loneliness of just life. Yeah. You know? A church isn't going to um, fix all in your life. Right. You know? I think people sometimes rely on church too much. Yeah. You know? you got to have that one-on-one. You can't just have it Sunday morning. Right. And a lot of people are stuck there. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, for a lot of people, that is their time with God, and that's all. But that doesn't always equate to a relationship. It didn't for me. It didn't. It doesn't for me. So. Yeah. You know, we probably have a whole lot of lonely people in the pews. Yes. For sure. You know, so it's it's hard enough when you're, when you're with the Lord on a daily basis. But if your only experience with God is on Sundays where you may or may not actually encounter the Lord, mm-hmm. I don't know how you make it. I don't either. I mean, the statistics for loneliness these days, even like younger kids now, right. you know, I mean, I have a 10-year-old and um, she always says, you know, I feel alone or sad or, you know, we talk about that. And she is an only child. But it's not just that. I mean, these kids feel like, I don't remember feeling the way she feels, but they feel so um, like they're the only one dealing with these issues because a lot of kids have social media or they watch things online, right? And everything's perfect. Exactly. And so, I mean, I feel like loneliness is affecting these kids younger and younger now. Right. Um, and you got to teach them young, you know? Yeah. Where, where their hope comes from because, I mean, she's already feeling lonely and she's 10. Right. You know? Yeah, I don't think I feel, had that those feelings either back then. No, I don't remember But that we had all. interaction more. Now, I mean, you know, mine's 21. His friends are online. Yeah. He hasn't even technically met some of them. Yeah. Right. You know, they're all on team game players. And when that, I'm always like... You meet people outside, which thankfully he's at college having to meet people, but that's their new normal. Right, that's their normal. Right, we have to, people are so anti-technology. I get it, it it has its things, but this is their normal. I mean, it's only going to get more as we go. And so I've never, 
shied away from technology with her, you know, but you also have to teach them, you know, how to cope because right. it'll, it'll be lonely if all you're relying on is that phone or that right. And never any warm bodies in front of you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be hard in the generations to come mm -hmm. to get over that lonely feeling if they're not connected with people. Right. Yeah. Real connection. Real connection, not just an Instagram post right. you click like on because all you're seeing is a pretty picture. Right. We're seeing the best of everybody on social yes. media. <laughs> not yes. the worst. <laughs> yes. Not the worst. It's just making this loneliness worse. Worse, yeah. 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 But you know, I think it's good to talk about it. It's good to write about it. It's good to post on Facebook about it. Mm -hmm. uh, because I remember when I was kind of coming out of all my, a lot of the struggles, and I would write about it. And that's when I started realizing that people were like, writing just what I feel. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, if we never talk about it, I think some people had expectations of me that, Shelly, you're going to blow your testimony if you share how how much you're struggling. And I was like, well, I don't know how to share anything any other way other than who Jesus is and what I'm going through right now. Right. But if I hadn't, if I had not have done that, I would never have seen the impact that was going to make. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, even by us doing this podcast, somebody's going to say, oh, my gosh, I'm glad it's not just me. Right. There, and it, that alone gives the freedom. Yeah. You know, that you don't have to hide. Find a safe place where you can actually talk things through. Um, go to lunch with somebody, you know. Even our generation, though, myself included, I prefer text over phone calls. Right. I do too. Aren't we the same? We so are. we're we're going in that same direction. Right. So I, I feel like I'm almost having to be super intentional with relationships. I think that's it. I think um, on a previous podcast with a friend, I talked about an accountability partner. Yeah. And I don't mean that like keeping you accountable, but also just someone to vent to even. To right. just someone like you said a safe person mm -hmm. that you can once a month get with right and talk about it because you've got it otherwise it goes in it stays in yes yeah and it gets more and more isolating yeah yeah i think it's it's very important to have we said a safe place but it doesn't have to be a safe place it just be that safe person right right, That's right. so and it only has to be one person doesn't have to be multiple people yes yeah. You know, I, I think you there's a, almost a hope knowing that that's coming up, you know. Yes. Because we see that here when the, they know when the group's coming. Mm -hmm. So that we can't wait to get there. Well, that's just so they can undo what's yeah. in them, right? To speak the things that they need to speak and yeah. hear validation from other people in the room. So, but that one person scheduled, like you said, on a regular basis helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you do the groups here, but there's not groups everywhere. This is right. very rare. Right. And so even you just have that one person. Yeah. But that still gives you a hopeful thing to look to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Instead of staying in isolation. So then what do you do for loneliness? 
Well, an accountability partner has helped. Someone just to go talk to, have coffee with. Um, and lately, I've just been... <laughs> <laughs> I've just been spending time with the cows. Okay. I know this sounds a little... Is it like your therapy? Yeah, so we... That's good. <laughs> uh, we've got... It's baby season, right? So we're all of our animals are calving. And so... Um, I mean, like, just get out there and just mm-hmm. sit in the sun. Mm-hmm. Outdoor therapy yeah. has been very good for me. And I'm still alone right, with the animals, you know, but just acknowledging, you know, where you are. Yeah. And it's okay to be isolated right, right where you are. Because he spoke to me more in this, the lonely season. I feel like this lonely season's lasted about a year. Yeah. So we came out of COVID full force. Yeah. You know, everybody was high stress, high emotion. Right. And then it was almost like we were still isolated by COVID. Mm-hmm. COVID was gone, but it had created such isolations in everybody's lives. We were still living distanced yeah from everybody yeah and I feel like this last year I felt like I'm still distanced I've still got that eight foot distance with everybody yeah you know I I don't know if anybody understands that but you know we went to online grocery shopping we went to online everything so you're not going to this well I'm still not going to the store me either I still do (laughs) curbside (laughs) yeah so it changed a lot you don't even realize every day I mean we're not going out to eat as much Mm -hmm. you know we get everything to go we got used to doing that in COVID you know where we've really isolated ourselves COVID isolated us and so this last year with all the COVID stuff gone we've still been Isolated. isolated yeah and so I've just learned to I've been trying to embrace it more Mm-hmm. And just enjoy that peaceful, quiet time more. Yeah. And I, th- I think it helps because you said you spend your time with the cows. Like, I'll go into the love letter room. Yeah. Right? So everybody's probably got their thing. Yeah. That's, I guess, the best way to describe it. And sometimes mine can be a movie. Yeah. Where it's no mental mm-hmm. effort. You know, it kind of lets me... Especially if the loneliness is coming from um, dream stuff or ministry stuff or um, I need to, like, get my mind on something else. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's not that, it's not that the loneliness isn't still kind of there, but it at least almost gives me relief. Yes. I, I have to calm the voices. Yeah. Uh, my lonely comes with a lot of voices. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not enough. You're lonely because... You know, it's your fault, right? All these voices, all these things, right? And so mine is a heavy, heavy. And so whenever I go outside in nature, whether I'm going for a walk or, you know, just out in the pasture, whatever I'm doing, it's like a purposeful, take a big deep breath, let the sun shine on you. You're not alone. Right. You're alone. You're alone in this moment. But 
But you're it, not alone. He's it's he's everywhere. He's everywhere. So everywhere your eye touches, you yeah. know. You're look not. at the trees. Yeah. Look at the grass. Look at the flowers. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially right now it's springtime. Mm-hmm. Outdoor therapy has been really good for me this spring. Yeah. Get outside and don't be lonely indoors. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a lot worse. And and being outside, I've, you know, I walk in that cemetery still when I'm able. Um, and it can be the littlest of things, just mm-hmm. the wind start. I can ask the Lord a question and the wind starts to blow. And I'm like, look at Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's yeah. giving me an answer. Seriously. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, things that you just don't always think about yeah. outside tends to come to your mind more. Mm-hmm. The scriptures or the nature of God or how creative he was making everything. You can almost feel his delight. Yes. When you're outside with him, you know. Yes, for sure. So the bad news is, I don't think loneliness is going away. Oh, no, I don't think it's going away. The, the good news is, there's somewhat of a remedy. Yes, there is a remedy. And you have to just learn to embrace it this mm-hmm. season, right? You're not yeah. always going to feel alone all the time right. but I don't think the loneliness will ever go away yeah. depending on where you're at on your mountain or valley yeah. and you know what else I wonder because he put eternity in our he said eternity in our hearts mm-hmm. I don't know that some of that is not just that drawing it's that longing yeah. yeah and we don't understand it know how to put words to it best we can say is it's loneliness I know it won't be there when we go home we will be fully Seeing we are not going to feel any loneliness, isolation, or anything. Yeah, we're gonna. We don't even know how to call. How do you even put words to what we'll feel? It's perfect. It'll be perfection. Right. But here, I think it that is part of it. It's that inner, the the very thing he put in us, that void mm-hmm. that only he can feel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like you said, if if we had if we didn't have loneliness, and we had people all the time, every day, and they filled us, then we've left him no room to fill us. Right. Because a lot of people do that, right? Yeah. The people are their band-aids, or people are even how they cope with their own pain. Right. Or things. Yeah. 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 yeah you got to clear out some space and yeah. leave some lonely spots, I think. Right. Room to fill. Mm-hmm. And then I have to, I always, that's probably why I put that scripture in here to remind myself God places the lonely in families. There's a se- there's seasons where he has certain people assigned to you. For sure. So, anything else, ma'am, you want to add to loneliness? Mm. It's a Bible verse I read this morning that I just thought of. It says uh, in First Peter, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we often feel lonely because we are going to be rejected. Oh, yeah. By this world. Right. And in all honesty, as we move forward in these times, when there's a separation, I think that 
that it's likely that loneliness will be more. But if I look at my brothers or sisters across who are really being persecuted, yeah, let's say one's in jail. I mean, I read this awesome book called um, The Heavenly Man. It's a thick book, but oh my gosh, it's wonderful. It's a Chinese pastor who was, per- him and his wife, they just got married and they were both taken to separate prisons. Mm. Never spent any of that time together. Mm. And he was thrown in jail, bones broken and everything, and he tells just the story of the fellowship he had with Jesus in in the prison. Wow. It's called what? Uh, the Heavenly Man. Wow. And, I mean, it, it's like we don't get it over here. Mm-hmm. I know he naturally probably felt lonely. He didn't have his wife, any of his friends. But he was fellowshipping with the Lord, you know? And I I mean, don't you just want to get to that place where yes. no matter what happens, the fellowship with the Lord is more important yes. than the fellowship with man? I can't say I'm there yet. Yeah, I'm not there yet. You I've know, gotten better. Me too. Yeah. I mean, because there are times I I want people around, you know, but they don't have those options Mm -hmm. in persecuted countries. They're all running for their lives. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that would be my prayer is that, Lord, ready me for those days. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming where if I'm in a crowd of 10 and I have to deny Christ and I can go home or go to prison alone, I pray that by that time I'll be strong enough and prepared, Mm -hmm. you know, for that. We hope today's episode has blessed you and encouraged you to pursue Christ passionately. To join us again for more encouragement, equipping, and empowering, subscribe to the 320 Podcast. We would also like to invite you to enjoy our round-the-clock radio station, Royalty For Real Radio for Women, at royaltyforreal.com. That's royalty, the number four, real.com.